Hello guys, welcome to episode 26 of Don't Spoil the Ending, yep. uh, a podcast about films, TV shows, games, and just general chit-chat and entertainment and blah, blah, blah. Um, my name's Nick. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Sam. Fantastic. Right. Um, any Anyone got anything you want to talk about that they've done this week or anything? Like oh, well, that? actually, you mentioned something before we started recording. I've found Kerry Mulligan... Uh, from the other week, I was a bit concerned about <laughs> you were, where yeah. she was. She's married to Marcus Mumford of Inman. Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Sons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's married to him. So, uh, so she, so she left film for like family. Basically. Yeah, she's a bit of a philanthropist as well. So, uh, yeah, I don't think she, she's doing a couple of films. I think here and there, but yeah, she's alive and well. So yeah, we can. Call off the search party. <laughs> we found her. Yeah, yeah, we'll call that off then. Yep. <laughs> Anything else? Um, In Moon, you, you were away last weekend. Yep, I wasn't on the show. Uh, my brother's stag do. So we had that in Wales. Just lots of booze and... Um, <laughs> did I, you I, crash I, your drone? I don't, I know, did, if you, don't no. know if you listen to the podcast, but Joe was like, I hope it doesn't crash his drone a lot. I literally <laughs> just got it back fixed. I didn't end up taking it out because I got... Too drunk on the first night. I know you, I know it's a stag deal, that's what you're supposed to do. Literally, I couldn't move the next day. <laughs> so I was like, we were supposed to go mountain biking, and everyone else went mountain biking, and I stayed. I stayed. <laughs> I just, there was no chance of me being able to ride a bike. Yeah. Yeah. And then, even that night, we went out beer tasting, and I could not even do that. <laughs> it's that bad. I just, I just wrote myself off on the first time. Paint, paintballing on the last day was good. So uh, it was a good weekend. Whereabouts in Wales did he go? Uh, Bala. Bala. North or south? North. It rings a bell. Can't really... It's, it's I've been to Conway, I've been to Talaka, Tawin, I've been to all them places, but... I'm going to say you go through Wrexham and you carry on about 20 miles. Ah, right, okay. A bit, bit further, more, further yeah. out of the way then, yeah. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. That's as far as my directions go for Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's like, hey, man, where's Bala? Just go, go past Rex. <laughs> You'll find it. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I've, I've no, been to myself this no, week. No, it's been a pretty uh, eventless... Um, Uneventful week, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joe's had an eventful weekend, so we can't make it tonight. So Yeah, yeah, doesn't he? He's got a few bits and bobs on, yeah, so uh, he'll yeah. be back next week. Yeah, if, if, like, I don't know if we're actually finally going to do the anime we've said we were going to do three weeks ago. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, possibly. We yeah. might be doing that next week. Yeah. We'll see, see how that goes. Yeah, uh, no Jono. Jono's still wallowing in his chaotic, insecure delusions at the moment. So, yeah, <laughs> Jono, <laughs> Jono's not on the pod. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah you cut from, from to about here. <laughs> cut the last couple of seconds. <laughs> Um, yeah, John, I'm still not on the pod. <laughs> um, fantastic. Um, should we get into like some things we've been playing this week? Yeah, can do. Where shall I start? By all means, yeah, go for it. Yeah, uh, Inman, you might be interested. FIFA 18 dropped okay. this week. Played uh, played like the 10 hour free trial on, on the Xbox that you get. Yeah. And I've now got the game for the PS4 as well. I'm not blown away by it, to be honest. Uh, I think Pez is loads better than it right. this year, especially. Uh, some it's really unbalanced at the moment. I think the finesse shots are really overpowered. Okay. If you do a finesse shot, it'll just curl the corner pretty much every time. Like 
Uh, finesse shots over power. The keepers are garbage on FIFA. They always have been. That's all, but, yeah, obviously in the case. Yeah, they're just absolute rubbish. Uh, and yeah, just stuff like that. Like, it seems like all online games at the moment are ending like five all and stuff. <laughs> you know, like in like six, four. Way too many goals going yeah. in that kind of thing. They'll probably patch it at some point and kind of make it a bit more balanced. But I'm, I'm not blown away by it. Uh, for me, Pez is still way ahead. Yeah, it seems like the... Uh... <clears throat> The player's choice, Pez, it seems like there's a hard learning curve. I think I've said all this before on, yeah, the, on the yeah. pod, but it just seems like FIFA's definitely sort of pick up and play and sort of have fun with your mates, whereas Pez, like, there's actually a satisfying feeling out of scoring a goal and sort of getting a decent definitely build up to it. So, Like you mentioned, the learning curve thing, that is a big thing. Like, say, FIFA, you can, pretty much anyone can pick up and yeah. pass, the, pass the ball around like the Messi or something. Yeah. On pairs because you've got to work at it. It just feels so much more satisfying when you score. It makes it feel like you really work for something yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, so it's, it's okay like FIFA. But uh, for me, Pez is still the favourite at the moment. I've not I've not played either of them. Like the demos wise, um, gonna get gonna get the demos at some point. But I've just not been that interested. Last few years, I've just sort of my interest has waned on those games and sort of yeah. well, and Xbox in general really, to sort of console games. Um, not been that bothered. Mm. So. I mean, I've got to admit, I played like a bit of FIFA 15 over the weekend for, I don't know why, I just saw it on the Xbox and jumped into it. And it doesn't feel that different from like FIFA 18. Like, I don't think they've That's, actually yeah. changed that much about it other than cos- cosmetic stuff. Like, the corners are different now. Yeah. Penalty taking. You can make subs like uh, on the fly, quick, sub- quick substitutions, mm. that kind of thing. But in terms of the gameplay, it's not a million miles away from how it was three years ago. Whereas Pez does feel like a massive improvement on, like, you know, PES 15 or whatever it was. Yeah. So, yeah, FIFA, I mean, it, people still buy in by the bucket load, won't they, you know, because of the licensing and it's FIFA. But yeah. for me, Pro Evo is definitely uh, the best football game of the world. I'm still just waiting for Football Manager. <laughs> yeah, that'll be next month, November. I think November 10th, off the top of my head. Right. just can't even remember, but I've pre-ordered it, so I'll get, like, a two-week beta. Ah, right, and then you yeah. just... Then you get to carry that on in when the full game's released anyway. So you, yeah. essentially, it just comes out two weeks early. Yeah, nice no, so, one. I might jump on myself then, yeah. But I'll definitely, uh, definitely get footy manager. Yeah. So you're saying like you're not interested in Xbox gaming anymore? Is it <coughs> PC gaming or is it just gaming in general? <sighs> gaming in general, really. It's just sort of like, I don't know whether I've just not had time for it or I've just gone off it, sort of. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I mean, I can understand why you... Because like, like, I've just... Uh, I thought it was time, but like I just could never be bothered playing games. It was yeah. the only reason when I got my VR that I've kind of gotten back into gaming. Yeah. But before that, I didn't play games. I just couldn't be bothered. I'd much rather sit down and watch a film or yeah. something. Oh, binge watching TV. Probably oh, Netflix yeah. has yeah just taken over. I've just yeah. not, like you said, like just not really been asked. Sort of just coming home, sitting on a game for a few hours is just not something I've gone. Yeah, I, I want to do that. Like Xbox. Last last games I've got are remake games of Gears of War and Halo. Um, so I played yeah. through Halo. <laughs> that was really good. But I mean, it's not a new game. <laughs> it's not like... Yeah. And then... Can I jump on that? Like, I, I think that's a big part of it for me, that I feel the same way where I've been getting a bit, bit like disillusioned with gaming for like the last five years kind of thing. But it's because there's nothing new coming out. There's no like new yeah. revolutionary ideas in gaming. It's, it's just all iterations sequels. of current yeah. stuff. Like, yeah, and, like, and remakes of 10-year-old games and stuff. Whereas, like, I remember when the first Gears of War dropped, the whole third-person cover-shooting thing felt, like, so new. Mm. It felt like a really new game mode, and, like, mm. Modern Warfare came out, and 
it felt like a brand new feeling for an FPS and it had loads of new ideas, that kind of thing. And there's been nothing really that's introduced recently that feels like a new idea. You know what I mean? It's like I, I, a, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, um, developers seem to be under the impression that everyone's like, they just don't like the new type of game and they want the old ones. So like, they're, yeah. they're going for a lot more like retro game style in now. Yeah. Like, no, we don't want like a different <laughs> game in retro. We, we want a new idea. We want new ideas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I know what you mean. Yeah. And like I say, like the VR came out and it got me back on gaming for a while, you know, because it's a, a totally new, exactly. totally yeah, new thing. So uh, do more stuff like that and it'll, I'll get interested again. But yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, talking of VR, like, um, if I go into my game that I've got, yeah. uh, I basically bought dot, um, until dawn rush of blood this weekend yep. um i yeah terrified me <laughs> like <laughs> it was so scary i had like a couple of friends around and uh like we took it in turns and I, i'm glad we, we took it in turns because i could never have played that on my own <laughs> honestly it was so scary <laughs> I, like I, like normally when i've got people around I, I, you know i try and contain the screams but i just couldn't do it <laughs> i was just screaming like a little girl it was just <laughs> yeah um, but it was really fun i really enjoyed it uh, yeah. completed it in one night but i don't think it's supposed to be like a massive game is it no i mean there is like replay value there and stuff no there, like and... i full on intend on playing it again because yeah. uh like i you can get collectibles, can't you? Collectibles and, and like harder, harder difficulty levels and stuff. More exactly, trophies, yeah, yeah. that kind of thing. So I intend on uh, going back through it again at some point. Um, but um, other than that, I've I've only got one of a game which I've been playing, and it's a phone game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's uh, Egg Inc. That Inman's yes. mentioned one or two times. <laughs> I have. Um, the, the reason I bring this up is because I leveled up essentially um I, I'm, I'm to the trophy section Yay. yeah yeah I, I completed all Got the there. quests and uh and now i'm just just basically sat there waiting to get 50 50 million until so i can get the next trophy it's um <clears throat> i really like the trophy bit because i never knew that that was going to come in the game yeah. so you complete all the achievements and then it you like it feels like it feels not a new game, but you feel like there's extended value to yeah, it, so yeah. you feel like you can start doing that. And it, it, from experience, it takes a while to get through them. <laughs> I mean, so. I think I made a mistake when I first got to there. I, I like I started from the beginning, like the 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 white egg, whatever it's called, just the normal, just egg. edible egg, Ed, edible egg. That's the one. Um, and I was like, oh, I'll try and get all the trophies on me. Couldn't yep. even get the first one. <laughs> no, no, you have to. Yeah, you have to. Level up, level up, and then prestige to go back to there because you get your sore legs. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> uh, like that, that was the, like I, I literally spent like three days. I'm like, this isn't going to happen. I can't even get the money no. to get enough room to get all the chickens. So I'm guessing I need to, like you say, go back and prestige. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, just wanted to quickly mention that because I finally got to the trophy section. I mean, I've I've completed it, but I'm still carrying on playing it because. Well, I say I've completed it, I've completed the trophies. I've got all the trophies, but there's like, I want to be able to just max everything out so I buy all the upgrades for the farm. But that that will just take ages to save up the money for the last uh, like upgrade. Yeah. And then there's the super upgrades where I'm really close to finishing those. I need to crack open my piggy bank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you play the game, you'll all know what I'm on about. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, it just, just means nothing. 
No, it, it is it is like strangely addictive for for a game which takes place like the entire screen of your phone is basically the playing area. There's nothing you can't much. actually move about like no, that, that much. far. No, I think you can move maybe like an inch to each side. Yeah. Maybe and there's know. just no point doing that. No, no I don't no. know why that's even in the game. Really. <laughs> <laughs> you can move the screen. Exactly, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's quite yeah, it's a fun game. I love it. Um, fantastic. Um, any more games you wanted to talk about or? No, not for me, but I just love the idea that whenever Joe's off the pod, we all, <laughs> all just bring up phone games. <laughs> Do it now while he's not looking. <laughs> uh, there's some game news which was related to what we talked about a couple of weeks ago when I was on the pod. I don't know whether you talked about it last week, uh, about Firewatch. Oh, no. Oh, no. We did. Um, basically, uh, it was involved in a PewDiePie... Uh, YouTube video. I don't know if you've heard this. Is this when he was racist? One of his. So he's racist in one of the videos, oh. and I think he was doing the walk a walkthrough or just a playthrough of a play Firewatch. And anyway, he used the N word. <laughs> so <clears throat> basically, the developer of Firewatch put out a DMDC. I think it's DMDC, DMAC. <laughs> I'm not. I, sure. I know that's the abbreviation. I don't actually know what it stands for, but basically. That's to take the video down mm. because it's it's like a violation of his game. Like he doesn't want yeah, like that content to be associated with his game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, all the PewDiePie um, fans have gone and uh, review bombed Firewatch on Steam. I think Joe might have mentioned this. Yeah, I think I, I definitely spoke I, to I Joe about. I didn't it. catch the whole thing about why they were doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? Though? Yeah. See I, I, see, I don't remember him mentioning that. You might you might have spoke about it off the pod. Yeah, I definitely spoke yeah. about him in work because um, I I after that pod I went and looked on Steam and I noticed like it had like mostly positive reviews on Steam, but then it says like over the past three weeks and it was way way down to like forty eight percent sort yeah. of like really average average review. And I was like that's weird. I didn't really think anything of it, and it's only I think Google just had it as a suggested like news item. And um, it was like review bombed Firewatch, and it was like so. I went and had a look at it, and it's uh, and that's why it's all kicked off. It's it's prompted um, even prompted like this seems to be the step too far for Steam, where they're doing something about uh, review bombs now. Yeah. So they're changing the way that you can leave reviews and how they're dealt with by Steam. Can I ask? Like I mean, in terms of like like that, are they is that like a user rating kind of thing that. In terms of review bombs, you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, so like that, that'll drag the user rating way down. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys even care about you? I, I just couldn't care less about user ratings. Like same with IMDb, you know, like you where you have an, a user score. Like I would never look at that and think like, oh, it's got a bad score. I'm not watching that. Do, do you know what I mean? The. Uh, I think I do. I think that's one does of the it main. Play into it for you. Yeah, it's quite a big thing that I look at. I think, um, and definitely on IMDb, I got I kind of there's a lot of films where I go and it's it's like it below six or even low sixes, I'm like, oh, do I want to watch that? Do I want to waste my time on that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's over seven, I go, well, that's probably worth a watch. Mm. Uh, I think it's the same for games on Steam where you see like massively positive reviews. It's like in the 90%, you go, yeah. that's probably something worth Because worth generally when I've played games with those good reviews, it's sort of like it has been a good game. I tend to fall into fall in line with a lot mm. of, of, of people's opinions, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking, it's not a totally apt comparison, but I'm thinking of, like, Netflix with their algorithms. There's nothing worse than, like, when it has recommendations for you, and it's like, uh, 
We yeah. recommend you this because you watch Spectre 007 and it's like, yeah. I don't know, you know, like a disaster movie or something, like some crappy comedy or something. Like, mm. how, how is that anything to do with, with Spectre 007? Yeah, I've, so I've just noticed stuff that like that, but I just don't, don't pay any attention to that kind of thing, you know, the, I'm like, yeah, forget those recommendations, I'll just find my own films. <laughs> I, I have issues with Netflix because it's like, this is a 70% match for you. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. a new thing they've put on, and I'm like... No, it's not. I, don't, I hate that film. It's, really, it's a ninety-nine percent match. Like, no. Go on, they're, they're go away. Like, no, women, you love this. <laughs> you're gonna watch it. You're gonna like. <laughs> no, I just thought I'd bring that up about Firewatch. I, I'm still, still interested in getting the game now yeah. because I know like. The, no, I mean, the reviews. I'm still gonna get it. Yeah. Uh, I think that's bad. That though, because like, like people like you say, there'll be people like you that will see them and go off. Oh, 49% on Steam. Mm. I'm not interested kind of thing. And they're potentially missing out on a fantastic game purely because some racist fans... I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> they might not be racist, to be fair, but the fans of a racist guy. Yeah. Uh, it's um the, the reason they're doing it is because they don't like the way that the developers uh, used, used a privacy law against... Uh, PewDiePie to take that video down or I, restrict the tr- I kind restrict of agree the video. With the developer though, I definitely agree with the developer. Like if if I had a game and like that, so someone yeah. said that word, I'm like, no, I don't want that associated no. with my game. I think a lot a lot of people are saying PewDiePie like they don't agree with PewDiePie, but they don't agree with that the bending the rules to get that video taken down that it should have been done in a, ah, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, which I can I can see. I can see both sides of it, but I I come down with Firewatch on this. I can't I, I can't yeah. feel like for me remember the developer. Like oh, I say with the yeah. whole user rating thing, it's almost like it's given power to the users, but now like they're abusing it in, in that way kind of thing. So you know, yeah. might be a case of finding like a balancing act to kind of like take a bit of power away or something yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't know the background to it though. That's a, that is interesting. That. Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, should we move on to a t- some TV shows we've all watched? Yeah, sounds uh, good. Do you want to go first, John? Have well, I've been watching Ozark, which I know that in many you, you, you finished now. Yeah, I finished that uh, last week and you were saving it until in the Yeah, that's then. right. Yeah. I'm up to episode four now. Uh, and I love it. I think it's great. It has that kind of Breaking Bad feel to it, but it's not very similar, really, other than the fact that it's a normal family man yeah. doing like an illegal, you know, legal act kind of thing. Uh, but yeah, I think I think it's great. Uh, does Jason Bateman direct all of it or just certain episodes? Uh, f- from what I remember, it's it's most of the episodes, if not all. Right. Um, <clears throat> yeah. That's a big big task to actually direct and star in it. Yeah. Because uh, he is great in it as well. Uh, I, I just love his character. And the way that the whole concept of the show, he's basically just, in episode one, he buys time by just making up something on the spot. Do you know yeah. what I'm referring to? It's with great, the, yeah. With the Ozark leaflet. And from what I've seen so far, it's just basically him just trying to like back up this ridiculous claim that he's made. Kind of thing. <laughs> he's come up with this weird idea to save his own neck, and now yeah. he's just... Just trying to find any way possible. Just to running actually, with it, Lynn, yeah, yeah. Just run with it. Just trying to find the way, the weirdest way possible to make it work. And the way he runs his mouth and stuff. There's a bit in episode two or three where a large chunk of his money goes missing, and he tracks down some like basically hillbillies who've taken it. 
and like they're like, you know, no, we got your money, Mister, whatever. And it's like he, he basically talks them out of keeping the money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Like it's like you know, you've got that money, but that's basically just a lifetime of gas and groceries. You can't do anything else with it. You can't put it in a bank. You'll get traced. You know, you'll yeah. have to pay twenty percent tax or whatever. <laughs> he just talks them into like giving them the money, but the money back. <laughs> <laughs> like okay, we'll keep twenty grand, but you can have the rest back. <laughs> yeah, and I just love his character. Like, uh, yeah. I think him and mentioned there's a bit coming up later on where like his wife makes that comment about, oh, have you not got any, like, glib comeback or something yeah. like that? And that is his character, basically. Yeah. And he's just always got, like, a, a one-liner ready for, like, to put somebody down with yeah. kind of thing. But, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. It's great. I finished it last night and just I back up everything you're saying. I, just, I absolutely love it. And his character is just great in it. Yeah. Um, but all the way through, I feel like it just has a really steady pace to it. Like, it doesn't... Uh, not, not give it too much away. One of the episodes is a flashback for... The whole episode is a flashback, but you don't you don't feel like it takes anything away from the story that you know is going on in the future. Right. Um, it gives good background to it, and but you don't feel like it's slowed the series down at all. Yeah. Uh, using Walking Dead as an example, they do this quite a lot, where they flash back and you go, "Christ, I just want to get on with the story." Like that. <laughs> Walking Dead is terrible for that. Like, <clears throat> but it's like in uh, series four was really bad for it. The, t- the, the the plot line would get to a really interesting bit, and you're like, "Oh my god, I can't wait for mm. next week." Then you get to next week and it's a flashback for like a character you've not seen for like five weeks. You're like, I wanted to know what, what's going to happen yeah, and where I we think, got up to. I think this series has fooled me far too many times. Like, <laughs> it, it's almost every episode. I'm like, oh my God, it's getting so good. This, I'm going to watch next week. And it's going to be, and it just never is. Yeah. They always they always do the cliffhangers at the end of every episode. Mm. And then they do the uh, mid, the mid-season good episode and the final episode. <laughs> yeah. And... And then for some reason I'm always tricked into going back and it's always terrible and I don't know why yeah. I'm still watching. <laughs> they did a thing in series four where the governor turned up at the gates of uh, the prison. You're like, oh my God, it's finally kicking off. And then the next episode, the next four episodes I'm sure were just flashbacks to how the governor got to that point. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> now that he's there, I want to see that. I don't want to see how he got there. Like, yeah, but... That's the Walking Dead, then. <laughs> <laughs> so somehow we go off on a tangent about the Walking Dead. <laughs> about the Walking Dead. Sorry, Eamon, you want to back that's No, I was just saying, Ozark probably does a better job than Walking Dead at doing that flashback. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting there. One thing I was really shocked about as well is how, like, episode one doesn't pull any punches. It just Gosh. gets right into, like, this really dark yeah. plotline. And, yeah, it just shocks you. Like, for, like, there's about a 10, 15-minute stretch there where... It, it keeps getting deeper and deeper, kind of thing, and yeah, it's it's, it's great. <laughs> I'm I'm you. like after you two have been talking about it, I am dead interested. In what I'm I'm probably going to stick it on at some point. Like it. tonight, I do mean, it tonight. <laughs> I mean, I might actually stick it on tonight. I think watch the episode one, and that is that strong that you'll just be like you'll be hooked, kind of thing. You know, it's, it's anything like, else you're watching at the moment. Okay, fantastic. Have you got any TV shows you wanted to talk about? Or? Um. Inman, this is. It's just Ozark, but then I've got a film. If you want me to um, we'll go into films now. I'll just talk about a quick TV show, and then we'll yep. get into films. After well, that. You can do a TV show now. While we're while we're on TV shows, you yeah, want to yeah. do a TV show now. Uh, it's just it's just well, I watched the pilot of it. Um, uh, it's it's there's only a pilot out at the moment. It's uh, featuring Craig Robinson and Adam Scott. I should say the name. It's called Ghosted. Um, they should say it's featuring uh, Craig Robinson and Adam Scott. Um, oh, I love Adam Scott. Yeah, um, Craig Robinson's um, you might know him from the U.S. Office. Is the uh, 
Um, <laughs> I've not watched it. <laughs> um, oh, have you seen the US Office? Not the US one. No, you're not. Um, what else is he in? He's in Pineapple Express. Express. He's one of the bad guys. Yeah. One of the bad guys in that. He's, he's a funny actor. He's really good. And, and I think I know who you mean. Yeah. He was yeah. in like Zach and Mary make a porno. The, yeah. the, the uh, section that Joe was quoting a few weeks ago, that was Craig Robertson, yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, and Adam Scott, um, I know him from um, Parks and Rec. Um, yeah. And I don't yeah. know. He's been in like Step Brothers. He was the uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the he's, asshole brother. He's the yeah. asshole brother as well, wasn't he's he? Amazing he that. is amazing, Adam Scott. Like, and basically, what the series is, it's um, Adam Scott's um, basically he's working in a bookstore after like being kicked out of like teaching in a university um, for basically being a nut job uh, because he claim, makes all these claims about alien abductions and stuff. And Craig Robinson's like an ex-policeman who got kicked off for getting a partner killed or something. And they basically get kidnapped and made to go and investigate this like paranormal thing. It's a comedy. Um, so it is funny, but it was quite good. I quite enjoyed it. I'm quite interested to see how the rest of it, how it plays out. Um, Cause as you can imagine, they got kidnapped and like, I want to carry on doing this thing. <laughs> and um, it, it was funny though. Like if you like them too, it's probably worth a watch. Like. Yeah. Um, and I want to, I'm, very briefly mentioning this because I don't want to go into detail at all. Um, but I mean, I watched the pilot of the Inhumans, which is Marvel's Inhumans, and and it's terrible. Um, <laughs> end of him. Um, what next? <laughs> um, just, just on that though, I heard like they were showing the uh, the premiere in IMAX and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, yeah. see, I I intended on actually buying a ticket and watching it and I'm so glad I didn't because yeah, that's been the like, biggest waste of my money ever that yeah people say what's the point in this being an IMAX kind of thing <laughs> there's literally no point to it they're doing that with films aren't they isn't, isn't that so they can win awards because if it's Maybe. not if it's not showing in a I know for films I don't know if it's the same for TV shows but because it, it's TV why would it be a film yeah. but this, um, films being shown in the cinema for Netflix and Amazon yeah. I know that they can then win awards like yeah, oh, because really? they've been Whatever, screened yeah. at a theatre, yeah. the, the reward eligible kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be in like a handful of theatres if that, like, yeah, if, like to show once. It's like, yeah, they'll yeah. just premiere. Okay, would, that, would that mean the same for Inhumans, that, like the episode that they aired? Because I'm, I'm guessing like they, they would have aired like two, because I think it's only 45. Uh, I think it was a feature. So it'd be like a feature length like, thing. Yeah. Do you reckon that could be entered into um, like, Possibly, yeah. the awards? Maybe, Maybe, but now that people watched it, they're like, yeah, this is not getting yeah, into 20 awards. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, like, apparently, they're just they're jibbing that off now. They're not even, go, like, they're doing the first season and they're just been in it off because it's 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 not it's got Ramsey Bolton in it from uh, I can't remember his actual name but do you know from Game of Thrones yeah uh, he was actually really good in it um like I liked him in it but yeah it, it didn't save it at all and like there's some shoddy like um, CGI in it there's like a giant dog <laughs> called uh, Lockjaw and uh, it was so shoddy yeah it was really bad. Just one final thing on that. The uh, I heard the either the showrunner or one of the writers was the guy behind Iron Fist. Oh, it, if that was that bad, then it kind of makes sense. That, it, you know. it, it, I didn't know that, but that actually makes sense because yeah. that was really bad as well. Um, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, but yeah, I didn't want to go into that because yeah, it's like I, as you know, I'm quite a Marvel fan, so that didn't didn't really yeah. sit well with me. That um, can I just ask one question as well? Didn't you mention you'd watched the Star Trek? Pilots this week. Oh yeah, I well, not pilots. The the first two episodes. Yeah, the, yeah, the first two aired on yeah, Netflix. What, what are your feelings on those? Uh, on those? 
well, I, I've always been a big fan of like all the Star Treks. Um, I've watched all of them, the original TNG, yeah. Voyager, and Deep Space Nine. Oh, and even Enterprise, and all fifteen of the movies or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't remember how many there is, but there's loads. Um, there's even a fan-made one with O'Hara, um, which I made, oh, really? which I, like as an old woman, which I've watched. <laughs> and that was quite good. Um, but uh, um, basically, it's not a bad series. I don't, I don't hate the series, but like they've they've basically thrown out the window every single rule that Gene Roddenberry put in place for mm. the universe. It's like, all right, let's make a series set in his universe. But let's take everything he's put into place right now, get rid of it, and start afresh. Um, and I don't know how I feel about that, to be mm. honest, because like he put in, and I know it's a, it's probably a daft rule, really. It probably stops like the it being so dramatic and stuff. The series, but he he basically put a rule in saying that like there should never be any conflict on the ships, like between like yep. sh- like crew members kind of thing, and like. Straight away in episode one, there's mutiny. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, all right, so it's, not only have you changed the rules, you've just bloody shoved it in my face straight yeah. away. Um, and they've changed the, the Klingons. That they're... Yeah, I've heard about this. Uh, I read a review on Empire, and they were saying about the, the Klingon thing. It's just really weird how, how they've changed the look yeah. of them and stuff. I mean, I don't know if maybe like in the 60s when they... In fact, it, it it changed from the '60s series to TNG, didn't it? Because in the '60s version, it was just men, men, um, and then in the TNG, they put little yeah, little the, uh, bumble, and little stuff. bums on the heads. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I don't know if back then, if they had the technology we have today, or the resources, I guess, um, they would have just done that anyway. That's probably what their vision was. Maybe I don't yeah. know. Um, so I'm not that bothered about that. But when you watch the J.J. Abrams Star Trek films, they look in that a lot different as well, more like the old ones where they're just like guys basically with the, the makeup Actually, on. Actually, they changed it from that as well. Yeah, we've seen like Into Dark. I have seen uh, it, but I can't actually remember. They're in there, but they don't look, they don't look like the wolf Klingons. They look oh. like just something different again kind of thing. Because um, like this is this is set in that universe. Well, I've heard this one's actually set before Enterprise, isn't it? Is that right? But it's set in... It's in that, in, the new universe the, kind of the, thing. The alternate timeline kind yeah. of thing, yeah. Because another thing Empire mentioned, I've not watched it myself yet, yeah. but they said that it's set before yeah. Enterprise, which was the first the first one yeah, time-wise. Yeah. And yet some of the technology is like far beyond what we've seen in other stuff, you so know what it, I mean? So it's, yeah, that's, that's weird, because like, Enterprise was literally... That, that was the first, the first ship one, that like, ever yeah. got t- t- took off. Well, went into space exploration, and then if this this can't be because they've got like maybe I've got that wrong or something. I, I, uh, I can't believe that one to be honest. I think like they're, they're a lot further into space than they ever were in Enterprise. Oh right, and uh, yeah, like you said, the technology is like way beyond yeah. it as well. So I, I'm I'm not sure if I believe that. One. We'll have to double check that. I'm probably got it wrong there, but but I like the I'm, the thing is I'm going to carry on watching the series. Like I reckon I probably will enjoy it. I'll, I'll see how it goes. I'll, I'll definitely give it a go for, for next week, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For someone with no Star Trek knowledge, is, would this be sort of like something that I could get into as like off the bat kind of you're going to know yeah. what's going on? Or I mean, I've not watched it yet, but I imagine if it's like Nick said, in the same universe <clears> as the new films, 
they're a lot more like user friendly. They kind of they, they get they're made to get like a new audience really, oh, rather okay. than satisfy the old Star Trek fans. Yeah, yeah you, de- it, you definitely don't need to have watched the rest of it. Yeah. Um, like like I say, um, in the films, they set the they reset the entire timeline. They basically went into another timeline and binned off the old one. Right. Okay. Um, so 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 <laughs> yeah. this is you don't need to watch any of that because none of that's technically happened. Um, okay. <laughs> so so you definitely could what just start watching it and know what's going on i might give it a go if if you're into your sci-fis or anything then um if if, if you're in <laughs> if you're into uh humanoids with random things on the faces yeah um, then <laughs> this is shows for you <laughs> um yeah fantastic um any more tv shows or should we move on i'm fine to move on move yeah, on to just a few films before we get into the main one which this week i've not actually mentioned is phone booth that's the main film of the week yeah um, we'll get into that shortly Inman, that was your choice that yep. was Inman's yep. choice yeah um should, should we get into some films we've watched this week yeah do you mind if i jump in first uh, oh, i won't take long on this but because i've already spoke about it twice i think on the podcast but alien covenant came out on blu-ray like last week so i've watched it again for like the fourth time this year <laughs> uh i've loved it more each time to be honest i mean the, the reason I've, I've watched it again Trying to like force feed it, trying to bump it up to a five star, five star review, which I can't do. It's still stuck at a four point five. It's just not as good as Prometheus, I don't think, and I just can't justify giving it a five star rating. But I love it though. Yeah, I think it's still still great. The the worst bits of the film that drag it down are the the nods to Alien. Like they they just they put stuff in there just to like almost satisfy Alien fans. You've got to have a face hugger. You've got to have an alien. But they don't do it in any interesting way. They just literally force it into the plot. From from what I'm aware, though, um, wasn't this kind of film an amalgamation of what was supposed to be a Prometheus sequel and an Alien yeah, sequel in one? That's what it is. I mean, the, the best stuff in it is all to do with David, which is the film I feel like they wanted to make. David is amazing, uh, which is basically Prometheus 2. But then like they've just like shoehorned in this whole alien thing where like they're stuck on this planet and aliens are pop- still popping up everywhere because they were initially going to make like two films like this yeah, year or last right. year wasn't they they've got to do like alien five basically alien five and prometheus two yeah. and then like alien five obviously didn't happen well, well it I, kind of did i think that like they got to this habit of making this basically like a reboot of alien and so because they were doing that 20th century fox were like there's no point in making alien five because this is essentially is alien five kind yeah. of thing so uh, but yeah, it's all the best stuff to do with David. And it's interesting with the new Blade Runner coming out next week. Everyone's raving about that, saying it's a five-star film and stuff. But all the stuff with David in this feels more like an actual Blade Runner sequel than I imagine the new Blade Runner will do. It's, it's all about androids having humanity, that kind of thing. Yeah. And how David is too human for an android, and that's why in, in the future androids, the uh, like Walt, there's a character called Walter in the film, played by Michael Fassbender as well which is like a, an android, the next generation of androids after David. Yeah. And he's a lot more like uh, restrained and he has, he has no humanity kind of thing. And that's just fascinating, the, uh, the the combination of Walter and David conversing. And David's trying to make him like like evil like him, basically. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I love it. Uh, just another little thing I've never really picked up on before. At the start of the film where they show you a flashback to David being like first activated and created by Peter Wayland. And he asks him to play something on the piano, and he plays uh, the entry of the gods into, Val- into Valhalla. And Peter Whalen's like, "Oh, it's quite anemic without the orchestra." 
uh, just have a little pop at him straight away. But the, the, the film ends with the, the orchestra version of the entry <laughs> of the gods into Valhalla playing over the end scene, which just a nice little nod that yeah, I never yeah. really got before kind of thing. But cool. yeah, but I, I love it. So still a 4.5 out of 5, but I think that's as high as you can go <coughs> early. But yeah, awesome. really enjoyed it. Fantastic. Inman? Uh, the, only f- the only film I've watched this week is Wakefield. The Brian um, Cranston yes. uh, Amazon Prime film, is it? Um, is it an Amazon Prime? I don't think it's just... I think it might be on Amazon Prime, but I'm not sure it was oh, an right, Amazon okay. Prime film. I don't know. It might be. <laughs> um, you mentioned this uh, a few quite a few episodes ago, yeah, just um, as one of the films you watched. And I kind of... I really like the story idea of it. In reality, when I watched it, I absolutely hated it. Oh, fair I enough. just couldn't get into it. I don't know if I hyped myself up Did you too watch much it for all? it. Or... Oh. I watched it all, yeah. Because um, <clears throat> basically he he um, he's having like a really bad day at work and he comes home yeah. and um, he kind of just stands outside his house and just kind of goes, ah, fuck this, and goes up to like the attic <laughs> in the garage. And uh, there's a whole, like, police search for him and everything like that. And he just lives up in his garage for nearly a year, I think it is. A while, isn't it? Yeah. Because uh, you see, like, some seasons pass and everything like that. So it's just... I thought, like, film-wise, I thought it's very standard run-of-the-mill, just shot, just, just basic. What was your opinions on Brian Cranston in the film? Or? <sighs> this... I don't know whether he he is weird, or whether he <laughs> plays a weirdo really well. Like, because right. <laughs> I just don't like him in it. I don't think he comes across very well in it. Fair but enough. I just, I just, this, I, I can't put my finger on it. I just can't. I don't know what it is about him. But just, I mean, I've, 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 it's been a while since I've seen it, but I think I enjoyed it at the time. Yeah, and I think I think I think I was quite happy with his performance as well. So I felt like the film was trying to ask like loads of deep and meaningful questions and it just wasn't coming across very well. I felt like the soundtrack wasn't suited for it. There's lots of like, there's a bit where he's like sneaking outside and there's like tippy tappy sort of like piano kind of thing. And it was just a bit like comedic for yeah. me. It's just sort of like, this doesn't suit what he's kind of doing. He's, he, he's trying to escape reality and sort of like, he goes into a bit of a, a monologue about sort of like how he's escaping from the world and living in the suburbs and but he, yeah. like how people go and live in the suburbs but they don't really escape from reality that's just a it's a fake world or whatever something like that yeah um he narrates over it a lot and it just it's too much for me i don't he, like narration i yeah. i was thinking this for you like <clears throat> he narrates over it but he he also tells you how you're supposed to feel or how you're feeling and it's like no, I don't. I don't feel like that. I mean, he, <laughs> yeah. he asked you questions, and I kind of feel like, is he just asking questions because you've lost interest in the film? So they're trying to like wake you up and go, "Oh shit, he's asking me a question." Like, <laughs> yeah. I've got to answer this. Like, like so it's a cheap way of basically just relaying exposition to the audience and telling you what you should be feeling, as mm. opposed to making you feel that kind of thing. He, he he literally says the words like, "You know when you feel like this way," and it's yeah. like. Well, maybe I don't know. Like, it, it, do, it, 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 does, it happens later on in the film again. Like, you feel like this. And it's like, well, not everyone would feel like that. And I just feel like it's, it's yeah, like you said, it's a bit easy and just sort of like to, to put it in your face. Like, this is this is the film. This is how you're supposed to yeah. watch this film and how you're supposed to feel about it. 
what's going on in the film. It sounds like quite a, I mean, I've not seen it yet, but it sounds like quite a high concept idea kind of thing. A bit like phone booth that we're going to get onto. Like a guy just stuck in a phone booth for, it, for a day It is whatever. very much a, a concept idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's a proper wacky one. Like, it is proper, like... Well, that's it. Like, with a, with a high concept idea, it, if, if it's not very finely kind of dealt with, it can be, like, laughable, you know, it can, like, sway yeah. from, like... Like phone booth could have got off the rails at any point, kind of thing. But I think I feel like they do a good job of keeping it, you know, on on track, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. But yeah, yeah it's always I've, a bit of a balancing act with a film like that. I feel like they don't do that in Wakefield. Like there's a bit where he he just he essentially becomes homeless and he's going around like trash cans and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not I'm not feeling you living in the wild kind of feel that you were on about in the first place. Yeah. And it's just a bit weird, isn't it, that he's literally living in, in the garage across from his house. Yeah. And, like, the family don't even think to check that. No, like, <laughs> they, they've got a police search out for him and they don't even think to check I it. thought this, like, there would have been, like, a big, like, manhunt because, like, I don't know, like, the police came out and, like, they clearly just didn't have anything to do. They had a bit of a laugh and spoke about what they were going to do that night or something like yeah. that when they were walking away from the house. It's like, well... You've got nothing else to do. You're gonna put a big man manhunt on, like yeah. you'd you'd find him, like. And there's, there's, yeah, there's. And too can you wear that like... banger in the garage? <laughs> no, forget that. Forget it. Because <laughs> he leaves the garage a lot. Like someone would have seen him. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, come on. That is weird. That I mean, from what I've heard from you guys talking about it before, I just thought that the family knew he was up there, and we're just like, oh, just leave him to it. He's gone mad, no, kind no. of thing. But. No, oh, he was right. there's a little like circular window and he's literally watching him every morning. And, and like, I think at one point he's like, oh, watching his daughter going uh, to school. And it's like, oh, the weird thing is, this is the uh, the most time I've ever spent with my daughter. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I mean, I, I like I said, I enjoyed it when I watched it, but I, I can understand where you're coming from. It is just a bit wacky, isn't it? It's a bit too wacky for me. Yeah. I, mean, I just couldn't get into it. What are you rating it? <laughs> you're known for being harsh with your ratings in the so. I'm going two maybe even one and a half right. I'll give it a two that's okay. that's not even a recommend <laughs> no I can't, I can't say like to go out and watch it unless you're uh, just intrigued by what it, how it comes across and maybe just switch it off yeah. <laughs> so, so that, no. definitely not worth spending the time on. no okay. I did want it to end sooner than it does <laughs> Fair enough. It's fair enough. I've got one more film just to go into before we get into the main one this week. Yep. Uh, The film I'm talking about is Gerald's Game. Have you heard of this? Yeah, I mean, I read the book years ago. uh, Um, But I remember you mentioning it was on Netflix now. uh... For for Inman, it's... it's a Stephen King adaptation. Okay. It's a it's a fairly new film. I think I think it's literally. Uh, I think it premiered on Friday. Didn't I think it, it literally premiered on Friday. Yeah, um, um, like I say, it's an adaptation of a Stephen King um, novel. Uh, I've never read them, but John said you have, haven't you? Yeah. Um, and from what we were talking about on Saturday, um, it sounds like they've they've very much done pretty much the same thing. In the film that that was taking place in the in the book, in the book yep. basically there's um um uh, man and wife and they kind of go yep. on a they go on holiday for well they go on a sexcation let's call it <laughs> <laughs> um and and the 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 I'm just I'm gonna, like there's gonna be spoilers by the way um so 
anyone listening. Well, I think this is just basically the... Uh, it is basically the, the, the plot basic of the, plot of the film, basic, isn't it? Yeah, it is the, the basic plot. It goes film. on from there, doesn't it? Kind it of does thing, go yeah. on, yeah. Um, so they, 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 they go on holiday. Um, they're about to do it. He ties her to the bed, um, like chains with like proper handcuffs. And then there's a heart attack and dies. And the <laughs> film basically is what she's doing, like how she gets out, well, how she's going to get out of it. And it's basically... Um, like her dealing with it and like her imagination and how she's dealing with, with her imagination. Um, okay. She starts seeing things. Um, it's, it's, it's starring Bruce Greenwood. Um, like I, I, I know I've seen him a few things, but, um, yeah, Star Trek connection. It was Admiral Pike in the new Star Wars, Star Trek films, not Star Wars. He's in yep. Star Trek and Carla, Gugino. Oh, Carla Gugino, yeah. Gugino. She's been in loads of stuff. She was in like Sin City, Snake Eyes, Spy uh, Kids. And there's uh, <laughs> there's one one person that you that I wanted to tell you about, John. Um, it's starring another person. He's, he's not in it for very very long. He's maybe got five minutes at the very most. Uh, it, it it's uh, Karel Struiken, um, who you would know as the fireman. From, oh, from the other giant, Peaks. yeah, from yeah. Twin Peaks. Um, oh, right. he, he's in it, he, like as I'm. I, in fact, I'm not going to actually okay. spoil it, but I really enjoyed the film. The reason I got onto it is because um, I've seen some article and it's basically saying that like um, this new Stephen King adaptation is out and it's already getting better ratings than it. I was like, really? Because that's getting really good ratings. <laughs> so I'm not sure how to take that. So I thought I'd watch it, and I I loved it. I, I I genuinely would rate this. I've not actually seen a new it, but I would rate this really highly. Yeah. Um. Okay. Like I I'd probably give it a four point five out of five. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. Like it's it touches it it touches on some pretty deep stuff. <laughs> um, like mainly like child abuse at the, at the hands of like one's father kind of thing, mm. like you know sexual abuse uh, it's pretty weird in these scenes like yeah. really weird um and the, there's some gore in it like when she's getting out of the handcuffs which it's yeah. really horrible um like it actually sent a bit of shiver down my spine when I saw that. <laughs> um but uh, yeah it's really good i really enjoyed it Oh God, uh, yeah. I'd recommend it. Just mention it's. Uh, I think this is the right name. It's directed by Mike Flanagan. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, who did? Uh, he did Oculus, which is quite good. Did, quite yeah. a good jumpy horror film. He did Ouija Two, Origin of Evil, or something. That was actually okay. He's yeah, better yeah. than the first one. But he also did Hush, did which is a Netflix that. film, which I was a big fan of. It's a film about a deaf girl uh, being tormented by a killer at the house, and she, obviously she can't hear anything. So it's kind mm. of how she deals with it, but. Yeah, I was a, wasn't a big fan of Hush, but the other two were definitely got some good, uh, good he's got jump few, scares in he's there. He's got a few stuff, films so. under his belt, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like like if you if you that if you if the fact that you like them is anything to go by, I definitely would say watch it because like he is like he has done a really good job with this film. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely get on that. Yeah, that's it. Um, we are right to get into the main film. You're right, just jump straight into that now. Yes, yeah, fine by me. Um, this week, as I said before, it's phone booth. Um, recommended by Sam. Yep, yep. I don't know what we're actually calling you these days. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Sam in. <laughs> Sinman. <laughs> right, um, yeah, so we'll get into that. Um, has anyone actually got a plot for the film? 
I don't think we actually need one. Yeah, it? I could do a synopsis. <clears throat> Have you got a synopsis? Colin Farrell stuck in a phone booth for 81 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. That is pretty much yep. the, the entire... Basically, um, he gets a phone call, doesn't he, from a random number yeah. in the phone booth. And as a result of this phone call, he's not allowed to leave the phone booth, like you say, for 81 minutes for various reasons and... I guess we'll get into that now. Um, yeah, do you want to just jump straight into it? Just jump into it. Give you a couple of uh, stats before we do. Uh, director Joel Schumacher, who did loads of Warner Bros. films in the nineties, like the Batman Forever, Batman and Robin. Uh, he was pretty much hated for Batman and Robin, but <laughs> uh, this film was actually one of his like comeback films, kind of thing. Budget thirteen million. He made ninety eight million worldwide. That's amazing. Pretty pretty good uh, return. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, have you got anything about the film specifically you want to talk about before I jump onto like just stats and stuff like that? Or I mean, like you were saying before, um, I, I wanted to basically, I was going to say like, as you sorry, as you mentioned before, I was going to say like, it's a really good concept, like this film, yeah. like like I really liked the idea of the film, like and the way it was pulled off was amazing. So yeah, definitely a high concept idea. Uh, I mean, I'll just go into that. I mean, I, I remember when the film came out, there was a lot of kind of derisory articles online saying like oh can you believe it they're making a film about a guy stuck in a phone booth you know that kind of thing they wouldn't have ideas you know what i mean <laughs> all that stuff but this idea was actually the, the writer larry cohen who's like a long time hollywood writer he came up with the idea in the 1960s and pitched it to uh, alfred hitchcock because he thought it'd be a hitchcock kind of film but hitchcock just couldn't come up with a couldn't come up with a threat in terms of why would keep what would yeah. keep him in the phone booth and it was only later on when Larry Cohen came up with the idea with the sniper. But I just love the idea that, like, I, I remember seeing these articles saying, like, oh, God, what are they going to think of next? You know, some stupid phone booth film. It's like, no, this is an idea, an idea from, like, 40 years ago <laughs> <laughs> that Alfred Hitchcock really made, you know what I mean? It's not, like, yeah. just some daft daft pitch idea kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I quite like that. I mean, I can imagine Hitchcock making this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would have probably been a bit different, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got a few... Uh, how do you feel about the, t- the tension of the film? I mean, that's, that is what it's going for. Isn't it? It's trying to be like a tennis nail biter, that kind of film. Uh, when I first watched it, I watched it like in like 2004 or five or something. And I remember really enjoying it and it, and it working, you know, being tense and yeah, that, yeah. keeping you on, on the edge of your seat, but it's hard to watch it. It's the kind of film that doesn't totally benefit from a rewatch because it's all about that first watch. It's yeah. all about keeping you tense and not knowing yeah. what's going to happen next. When you know that and you watch it again, it's kind of like, it just doesn't. There's not. There's nothing else really to to work through for you. It's just designed for that first time watch to be a tense. Ooh, this like, was tense my run. first time watch, so oh, like okay. I I was pretty much on the edge of my seat like most of the <laughs> film. As I've said before, like uh, if I pick up my phone, I know I'm not I'm watching a good film. But I, I picked it up once and I had to put it straight back down. I was like fucking, come on. <laughs> yeah. um, like you know when when you just pick it up just to have a look but then I put it straight back down I can't I can't keep my eyes off the screen here. so yeah. like, I was I was proper into this film like it did keep me on the edge of my seat like and and I I actually think Colin Colin Farrell was amazing in it. I, like I, I I thought like like yeah he proper made me feel for him at times in the film like, yeah. He, he is good. I mean, he's good at playing like a bit of a slime ball into Colin yeah. Farrell. He pulls that off really well. Yeah. Like an evil Brad Pitt or something almost. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, like Brad Pitt, you, you can't imagine him really ever playing the bad guy. He always seems to be like, you know, the all-American kind of hero. Yeah. Colin Farrell's like the, the weird 
bizarro version of Brad Pitt. Kind of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, in terms of the tension working, one bit that I did actually like on the rewatch was it's early in the film, I think, where Colin Farrell's realising the situation is in. And there's a little toy robot like banging on the door or something outside. And as an example, to, to prove to him that he is the sniper is actually there with the gun, he shoots the robot. I, was, I just thought that whole scene was quite well done. Mm. It really held my attention. It was quite tense and stuff, even though I knew what was going to happen. You know, Because uh, he was saying sort of like, oh, you, <clears throat> if you shoot me, then there's going to be pandemonium. Yeah, he, he shoots it, yeah. a little robot and he goes, oh, look at all the people screaming. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and Colin Fowl was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's quite good. Uh, I've just got a few other scenes here. Like uh, this is one bit we, we mentioned off the pod before, the bit where the is the three prostitutes trying to get into the phone booth yeah, to like yeah. they need the phone for for the work kind of thing. It just feels a bit to me like convenient conflict. You know, they they've, they've literally shoehorned it in there because they've got to pad out this running time. And it's like we need another thing just to make things a little yeah. more, more awkward for him. Yeah, yeah. Throw a few prostitutes in there, and then, then the pimp comes later. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Although I suppose the pimp does tie into that. I was, gonna, plot, doesn't I was it, so. just going to say, like, without that, then you've not got the the, the pimp police and death, everything. Yeah. And then the police weren't coming. So I suppose, yeah, yeah. It does kind of add up, doesn't it? Yeah. That, that wasn't planned on the sniper's behalf because he says, like, he, he finds it funny watching that because he goes, "Oh, I didn't even plan this." I'm, I'm sure he says like something along those lines yeah. That, yeah. at some point, going just like he was just enjoying watching him struggle. Luke. Yeah, like, just in an yeah. awkward spot kind yeah, of yeah. thing. And I love the fact that whenever anything, like this bit earlier on with the, uh, the the toy vendor comes over saying, like, you know, what's going on here? You've broke my toy or whatever. Kiefer Sutherland, or oh, we should just mention Kiefer Sutherland is the sniper. It's the voice. You yeah. only hear his voice pretty much through the film, but you do spot him at the end. Yeah. It's just before he did 24, this, I think, or maybe right about the same time. 2001 it came out. The phone booth. Was it not 2003? 2001. I said, well, I've seen 2001 and 2002, I think. Uh, yeah, I saw 2002 and 2003, and I, th- I thought the reason it was delayed back was the sniper shootings yeah. that we're going to get to later, but uh, it's around about a similar, similar time that I wanted 24. It wasn't wasn't long before no. or after this. No. And that really like propelled him to like another level of stardom kind of thing. Mm. And I just find it funny that he's playing, not a similar character in this, but you know, he's... <laughs> There's a lot of sniping goes on in 24 and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. It's not a million miles away, you know. Yeah, it's just just a similar, it's a coincidental kind of similar role kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. I think um, I was reading earlier sort of like it was done for, he was only put in it in reshoots. So ah, his, right, vo- okay. his voice is obviously post-production. Mm. Um, even though in the, like, uh, in the filming, that phone did work, and someone was on the phone to Colin yeah. Farrell through yeah. filming and stuff like that. Um, but his voice was put in post production. But I think where he turns up at the end, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was done. I can't remember his name, but it was done by someone else, and that was a reshoot. Right. Okay. I mean that that's interesting. I didn't even think of that. Like that, they could film this whole film not knowing who the voice on the phone is yet. You know, yeah, which makes sense. Don't you just add it in later in yeah. post kind of thing? But yeah, yeah, that was good. Uh, I just want to jump to a scene, but it's like involving the end. Are you okay if I do that? Like, if I, Probably, or have yeah. you got anything else more you want to go into first? Or no, I don't think it's really a film that we need to save the ending. No, we don't need to go through it chronologically or anything. Either, so again, we mentioned off the pod about the. It starts off with one of the first acts is a pizza man tries to deliver a pizza to him in yeah. the booth. Yeah. And uh, we were saying, like, keep a southern and set it up. 
to give him some food to keep him going while the whole thing's going on kind of thing just before you get into like like in fact no go on sorry i'll, I'll do it afterwards okay no <laughs> uh and then at the end keeper sutherland escapes by setting the pizza dude up to look like he did the shootings so he's killed the pizza guy this is what i was going to say sorry yeah. Yeah. this because this is my first watch like i've totally bought that like I completely bought that. Oh, that, that was, that was, that was him the killer. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, oh wow, he's bloody dead. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, it, it probably got me. And then obviously we see Kiefer Sutherland. I was like, okay. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he, he set the pizza dude up to look like he was the killer, so we could get away. Hmm. And he expresses regret about having to have, having to have having to have had done that. But uh, like we were saying, it doesn't really fit in with his mo, does it? You know, of he's killed two people before, I believe. Yeah. Uh, one was a paedophile and one was like I don't know a uh, stockbroker or something like that where he was sort of like, like swindled money or yeah. something Didn't, I think he said uh, like he basically so, um, sold all his stocks um, this stockbroker he yeah. sold all his stocks and basically left all the like the little guys just yeah. in the dirt kind of thing yeah, yeah. it's just a funny kind of like we were saying before in terms of like justifying it it's like I've killed two people and they're both bad guys, but I'll just kill this pizza guy as well because I need to get yeah. away. So <laughs> could be a good guy. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, I guess you say like it's not his MO, but you could just construe that as like he needed to get away. Um, like he, he can't continue his work. He seems to consider it as work. Yeah. So he wouldn't be able to con- um, continue his work if the police thought he was still alive. So maybe he's just justifying it to himself. I just like the idea of him being like, I've killed two people. One was a paedophile and one was a corrupt stockbroker. But I've killed 21 pizza guys because I need to get away every time. <laughs> <laughs> but look, thinking, back at it, thinking back at it, like he must have set up that pizza guy really early. Yeah. Because he wa- cause the gun is still in the window, but he walks away with a case. So I reckon he must have been in a different building. Maybe, yeah. Uh, just set that body up kind of thing. Is that what you, you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. But then they know where the... Because that's where the phone call came from previously to his wife, Kelly. Yeah. That's that's the phone they traced, wasn't it? They didn't end up tracing the... I think so. Does it also mention at some point that, in terms of tracing the phone, he's like redirected it through Philadelphia yeah, and through this. Yeah, he put like two so maybe, instructions on it. Yeah, it? maybe he'd literally... What, he knew that when they traced that phone, it'd lead it back to, to where he set the body up, you know, something like that maybe, yeah. but... Yeah, it's a possibility. But then it's premeditated that he killed the pizza guy, so yeah. does he really regret doing mm. a premeditated action like that? Yeah, or maybe he just thinks it's like, I've got to get away, so <clears> yeah, know, kill him. <laughs> what if, I mean, just throwing a random theory out. What if, what, what if this guy actually works with him? What, what if they are like, they work together kind of thing? This guy was the shooter, but he was just on the phone with like... Mm. with him like on the mobile or something it's like yeah <laughs> and then this guy was like oh let's kill myself because so i don't get caught kind of thing yeah possibly yeah i mean it's, it's a sad uh, I, I don't it's probably not true but it's yeah it's a theory yeah theory. just one of the little bit you reminded me of then uh there's a bit earlier in the film where he's on the phone to colin farrell and trying to get him to talk to him it's like don't do this to me colin i can't handle it when you don't talk to me yeah. <laughs> i had a really unhappy child <laughs> and it's like nah well you're joking <laughs> thought that was quite good yeah. have you guys got anything more you want to go into on the film before just jump into some of this stuff or um I, I remember having a couple of issues but I can't really remember what they were one of them was that he just walked straight through the 
crime scene at the end. Yeah, I was just like, like, like past the ambulance. You know, this would have been corn- cornered off. Like, mm. not only did he walk through, he had, he had a giant case in his arm, which yeah. was about the size to fit a nice sniper like, rifle like in indu- it. Yeah. One of the industrial like cases yeah. like, with clips and everything. Like, and it's no, not like n- hidden. Not, not a single police officer was like, who's this guy? <laughs> who <are> you? <laughs> yeah, why are you talking to the victim? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Can you imagine that if he'd have gone through all that and then gets caught at the very end because he was trying to be smug, you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he even stops at the phone booth and he's like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it looks in the phone. Yeah. Just checking out his work. Like. <laughs> yeah, I've yeah, uh, just got a few notes here if that's okay. Uh, the film's set in real time. I don't think I ever yeah. realised that. I thought it was like one day or something, but uh, it's set in real time and it's 81 minutes perfect you know can't get any better than that 81 yeah. minute running time no short film for me I've watched all in one go yep <laughs> <laughs> and mentioned earlier Keith Sutherland was in 24 which is an, a, fil- a show known for being filmed in real time you know Let's just another do. similarity kind of thing yeah. uh, the whole film was shot in 10 days which is like ridiculously that fast mental, kind of thing. Yeah. I was wondering how fast it was shot but like because um, you might get onto it due to location. Yeah. That um, how long that would take to film and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I could look up onto the location. Uh, apparently, it was shot in ten days. Then they did two days to like pick up some vinyl shots and stuff. And I'm wondering if that's where Keith Sutherland came in for those last two days. You right. know, stuff like that kind of thing. Just pick up shots. Uh, yeah, it was set in New York. We mentioned this off the pod as well. Yeah. Set in New York. There's a couple of shots when he's having like flashbacks of him walking towards Times Square. Yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. Uh, but it was all filmed in LA on a street in Los Angeles, and I think from what I can gather, it was pretty much all filmed on location, just uh, on a street in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. To the point of there were buses going past, and they're just LA buses. They've got like you know like LA oh, locations really? on the yeah. buses and stuff. <laughs> and just no one cared. Like they're just like yeah, it's been LA bus. <laughs> so uh, I mean, I think you can, once you know that when you watch it, you can tell that it's like not New York. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But uh, I, I don't know why they did that. I mean, would that be a budget thing or? Because I wouldn't imagine LA would be much cheaper than New York to film in. No. Normally, when it's a budget thing, they go to Canada and film in like Vancouver or something. But yeah, I just found that weird. You know, like why why switch out LA for New York? Yeah, seems seems a bit daft, really, doesn't it? Why not just say it's set in LA? You know, yeah. <laughs> you've got to film it there. Like. True. I mean, yeah. he is a PR person, isn't he? Sort of though. I mean, yeah. they, they exist in LA. <laughs> yeah. If anything, you could. I'm mean, like a Hollywood agent or something, yeah, yeah. could you? Maybe something like that. Yeah. Uh. I mentioned before that it was directed by Joel Schumacher, uh, who, not controversial, but he did like the Batman films, which were just, people thought were horrendous kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, do you guys know that like, Joel Schumacher's like a, a gay man? And he, he did like Batman. Batman and Robin. And there's a lot of our shots in that film. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever, ever seen Batman and Robin? Like, he's literally yeah. putting a suit on and turning with his ass at the camera. And Batman and Robin is known as the Batman film where they gave they gave the suit rubber nipples. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he, he's gay. <laughs> Don't put a gay guy in charge of your superhero movie. <laughs> so, like, yeah, when he when he did this, it was a bit down and out. He'd done like. Uh, a film called Tigerland before this, which people liked, but he was trying to he was trying to get back on the up. And uh yeah, this was a bit of a success. We kind of bumped him back up there. But he followed it up with the number twenty three, which I, are you a fan of it, Nick, or was it Joe? Who um, I mean it's it's another uh Jim Carrey series yeah. movie, isn't it? Um I actually don't hate the film. I've got to admit I'm not a fan of it. But, but it's uh, not it's not I wouldn't I wouldn't put it in uh, like my top ten or anything. Yeah. So in terms of Joel Schumacher we went from like getting back 
to where he was before the Batman films, and then he kind of killed it again with the number 23. <laughs> but uh, the last thing he did, I think, was do an episode of House of Cards, oh, the yeah. Netflix show, which is fantastic. Mm. Yes, yeah, was a... You know, it's kind of work. I mean, it must be an older guy now, which is 60 or 70 now kind of thing. But uh, just another thing in terms of the shooting of the film, it was shot in ten, 10 days. And I mentioned before that off the pod, it was shot using a, th- a system called French Hours. Have you ever heard of this? No. Uh, it's in terms of like a full shooting day, but they don't take lunch breaks. They just eat throughout the day and they don't stop, don't stop working. Right. And it's just designed just to get it done as quickly as possible. But yeah, French hours, I've never heard of that before. Oh, um, is, did, is, is that because the French don't take breaks? Maybe. Well, I'd have thought it'd be the opposite, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like the French I'd... just lazing around all day, <laughs> doing nothing. <laughs> Maybe they, that's a real French hours. Yeah, <laughs> might be ironic. Can I <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, so uh, it was filmed without any, without any lunch breaks or anything, just with the the idea of just blasting through it and just getting it done as fast as possible. What about Colin Farrell? Was he just in the phone booth for 10 days? Well, that pizza guy turned up. So. <laughs> <laughs> he turned, turned him away. <laughs> yeah. Eat that pizza. Uh, just the last note I want to mention, uh, if that's okay. The We mentioned earlier about the release date and it was put back like by six months or something because the, the Beltway DC sniper attacks had just happened where, do you remember this, when a, there was a guy in the boot of a car shooting people with a sniper rifle through, like, an open lock of the boot. Oh, right. That's all. Yeah. Uh, people were just randomly getting shot in DC, like, just walking around on lunch and stuff. They'd get shot, and it turned out the sniper was in the boot of a car <laughs> shooting through the open lock or something like that. Right. Obviously, because of the, the content of that, the film got delayed by six months to just let that die down before actually yeah. releasing the film. Yeah. Yep. Understandable. Mm-hmm. That's my uh, last note, to be honest, guys. Have you guys got anything more you want to... Uh, I think there was a couple of bits of trivia. Yeah. Unless there's anything else that... No, I mean, like I say, like, I really enjoyed... I, I really thought uh, Colin Farrell, like, hold off, like, the role. Like, I really, like, felt sorry for him at that. Like, when he was uh, talking to his uh, wife. Like, oh, yeah. Like, like I, I, I proper felt bad for him. I was like, I, I know he's a bit of a sleazebag. Is it sleazebag or sleazeball? I can never remember. But like, I still felt dead bad for him. It's like he's in front of all these people. He's having to admit that he's he's having thoughts about another woman. Yeah, I'm like, I want to apologise for like everything he's done. Kind yeah, of like <laughs> in front of everyone. All because um, Kiefer Sutherland has put a few bugs in a in a phone box. It's yeah. mental. <laughs> He's a bit like Jigsaw, isn't he, uh, Keith Sutherland, you know, from the Soul films? Yeah. Like, he's torturing people, but he's doing it for an end goal, you know what I mean? He'll kill you if you don't do it, so you do it and you come out a better person at the end of it yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, I guess. Unless you're a pizza guy and he'll just kill you yeah, <laughs> randomly. <that's, laughs> he might just not like pizza guys. Yeah, maybe. Mm. More of a, I don't know, more of a fried chicken guy or something. <laughs> <laughs> might just like his Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Trivia? Uh, yeah. Similar to what you were saying, sort of like about Colin Farrell and sort of like how you're feeling for him. The scene where he does sort of like express his regret or he's basically saying what he's done. Yeah. Um, uh, that was that was the first take of him doing that. Um, was it? So oh. Yeah. So got through that all in one take and got a round of applause at the end of it. Right. <laughs> That's something. Like it was amazing. It was a. Yeah, like, it did, pro- did a good job. Proper, proper got me uh, 
I think I've said before, like the way the way I, I kind of like rate a film is like if it get proper makes me feel, and, mm, then yeah. I'm pretty sure I'm watching a good film. Um, and this film proper made me feel so. Yep. Like that scene in particular. Like. Um, I think I have. There's a bit where I've really felt. Uh, I don't know, not emotional, but kind of like. I don't know, it brought an emotion up. Yeah. And it was sort of like when he was shot and then it kind of like went silent and then like just loads of people started screaming and running and people running towards him. I was like, Christ, like this is, it yeah. felt like a big deal. I was like, because that, that's, that's kind of like the climax of the, yeah, the film. Of the so it's what you are feeling like that. But, yeah. um, <clears throat> going on from that, the extras hadn't been given a script or anything like that. So their reactions through the film are like, genuine reactions to things happening so i guess oh, right. when he does his like emotional scene then people are really looking at him going bloody hell like, yeah, well, well done. <laughs> yeah. and when he gets shot maybe then they are sort of like yeah they really do sort of like That's scream interesting. Like, like yeah they're not, not giving the extra script. i mean i guess it makes sense not to give extra scripts though doesn't it yeah just on that like rada mitchell's his wife and katie holmes is Pam is it the other girl he's cheating been cheating with yeah. does Katie Holmes have any lines in this film what his uh, wife no she, the girl he's cheating with she, she's on the phone to him yeah she towards the beginning she doesn't say anything when she turns up does she don't, don't think no. So, no. No, no just where does that why get Katie Holmes for that well, I don't know was she a big actor at the time or was it she's, sort of before the I wouldn't say big I mean she'd just come off Dawson's Creek kind of thing right, so okay. she's popular but you know what I mean you could get anyone to play that part very much couldn't you you know uh get a cheap actress you don't have to maybe, say anything to stand there <laughs> maybe she uh, I think um, applied for it though herself mm. the uh, the lines she does have in the film there is a bit of trivia about that that the uh, the shots in the restaurant um, was actually when she was she was having a rest like just off offset. Oh, right. so I don't know why they're filming her having a rest and going <laughs> do you want to do you want to just do your lines like some creepy um, camera guy just yeah. like, <laughs> <laughs> oh this is how far it's going to go uh, shots in the restaurant Sorry. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe was she eating at the time during I resting. Think, is that earlier on in the film? <laughs> it is earlier on in the yeah, film. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the director liked it. So okay. Just kept it on. Yeah, yeah. Just thought I put it. Um, Jared Leto's in the film. Anyone spot this? Is he? No. Is he? Is he? Is he? Is he on one of the phone calls in the background or something? Uh, Jared Leto was in the film playing an actor in the theatre production of Dracula. Ah, right. Uh, I noticed can I just go off from that I noticed a lot of adverts in the background you know like all plastered all over the walls and stuff but I don't know if like they were meant to like tie into Colin Farrell's kind of character turn one of them was called Penance did you, oh, see, right. did you like a, see like a perfume advert or did something did you see like? behind the phone booth it said who do you think you are yeah ah, I didn't, uh, <laughs> it ties into it though doesn't yeah. it I just remember at the very end when it like all kicked off, there was a thing saying penance, as if like yeah. Colin Farrell's paid his penance or something. Like. Maybe, yeah. but like like the whole way through the film, like you could see in the background, it said like, "Who do you think you are?" Yeah. While, while while this this person on the phone's basically going, "Who the fuck do you think you are?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I noticed that quite like that. Yeah, and that that's I think that's obviously put there. Yeah, intentionally. I think the advert is for the perfume, whatever it was. Yeah, there's also a Dolce Gabbana. Uh, advert in the background which I noticed at one point after the credits <clears throat> it comes up with like thanks to and it is to Dolce Cabana who provided Colin Farrell's suit ah. <laughs> <laughs> so they obviously wanted like an advert in yeah the and that's billboard yeah. in the background just, just, just focus on that for 10% of this film <laughs> uh, all the shots were 
All the scenes were shot in the order that they happened, um, as well as being sort of like. A there's a name for that, and I can't think time. what that is now. But you know, when you shoot, when when the shooting script is in order of how yeah. it should happen, kind of thing. Um, Michael Bay considered directing, apparently. Oh. Wow, uh, <laughs> that would have been very different. From <clears> yeah. Uh, It'd have been like a transformer, like explosion. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say that little, that little uh, explosion when he shot the robot. That would have been very different, yeah. wouldn't it? It'd have been an actual transformation. Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf in the phone booth is going bam, bam, bam. <laughs> That'd have been amazing. Uh, yeah, apparently when he uh, he met the writer and producers, the first thing he asked was. Uh, how can we get him out the phone booth? Yeah, so, I'm not, not surprised. Like, no. yeah. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> They're like, no, the, the idea is he spends the whole film in the phone booth. Yeah, but how can we get him out the phone booth? We need the Transformer shot. Then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll leave you with this one. The, the word fuck is used. How many times do you think? 18. I'm going to go with like 84 or something. 143 times. Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I, even realise that. I, I, honestly, like when you said it, then like because you brought that up, I assumed it was a big number, but yeah. I, I don't actually remember hearing it that. I don't remember times. it being that many times. I knew it was a lot, but yeah, <clears throat> uh, yeah. You, you probably work it out and imagine like 25% of this film is just Colin Farrell saying <laughs> I bet there's a YouTube video of uh, yeah. all the folks got together. Like, yeah. Super cool. <laughs> okay, um, are we all done with our discussion? Done, yeah. Should we get into ratings then? Sounds good. Uh, do, you, just, do you want to go first, Eamon, while you chose the Can film? Do. Uh, I don't know what... There's not, like, an overall thing I could say. Sort of, like, I just really enjoy this film. That's one of the reasons I've chosen it. And, sort of, I've watched it quite a few times. Uh, very good film. I think it's shot really well and, sort of, the acting's really good in it. I've got a couple of issues with plot points, like, with the Peter guy and stuff like that. But I think... Solid four, good four overall. Like, uh, I'd be I'm happy with that. Awesome. Okay, awesome. Um, Should I go next? Yeah. Yeah, you found it. Uh, I, I do. I did enjoy the film. I, I don't think it works as well on a, on a rewatch, just purely for the not knowing what what yeah. comes next. It's that kind of film <clears> where it, it all depends on, all hangs on the, you know what happens next kind of thing. Uh, in terms of it, like the look of it, there's a couple of like the flashbacks that happen occasionally. They just look weird. I just don't like it. You know, like the weird blurry kind of. Flashback yeah. look to him. I'm not, not a big fan uh, of that. Like, I think there's a flashback to when he was walking at the beginning of the film. Yeah, like towards looked, Times Square. It, it looked like, really yeah. weird, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's all like black and grainy yeah. and weird. I, like, can, I know what you mean with that. Yeah. So I'm not, not a massive... I mean, it's just a flashback in it, but I'm just not a massive fan of the, of the way that looks and stuff. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I still, still enjoyed it on a rewatch, even though it's not as tense as the first time watch. I've only watched it like twice, this film. But uh, I... I'm between a three, like a really heavy three and a light three point five. So I'll go with a heavy three. Stick with that for now. But uh, it, it could probably easily be a three point five for me. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, as I said before, I've uh, first time watching, and it did keep me on the edge of the seat the whole the whole way. And I, I was pretty blown away by Colin Farrell's acting. I actually loved it. I think I don't think you've mentioned it, but earlier you mentioned that you weren't a big fan of his Irish American accent. In the film. I, I wasn't sure whether it sort of because you hear the Irish coming through, so I'm guessing because he, he says uh, at one point in the film, I'm just a uh, <clears throat> oh, what did he say? He said he said something about him being from the Bronx, so I was thinking, well, maybe there's like an Irish sort of 
Community American kind of community. Like. Yeah, that yeah. he comes from, so. But yeah, but, um, <coughs> like the, the accent like didn't bother me at all. No. So like, yeah, and like like you said, that scene that that was amazing. Um, yeah, um, I, I I don't think I'll go back and watch it again, but I will definitely be giving this a four four star rating. Like it was really good. Cool, great stuff. Awesome. Um, does anyone want to give the social media? Do you, do you want to do that while you're now the, the man yeah, in charge? Um, we have a Twitter which is at DST Podcast, D-S-T-E Podcast. Uh, Instagram, we've changed our name on there. I don't, I'm guessing you gave this out last week as the correct one, maybe? I didn't, Nick did. I, I don't okay. know anything more. <laughs> I think we just don't spoil the ending on there now, yeah. rather than the number four. Is it DST Podcast still? On Instagram? Yeah. No, don't spoil the ending. Oh, is it actually? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Okay, no. um, we're on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash DST podcast, DST podcast. Uh, you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts and spread the word. Uh, we're trying to get out there on Twitter as much as we can with more tweets, more retweets and everything like that. A, few, yeah. a couple of quizzes if uh, people want to get involved yeah. in that. But Talk about this yeah. real quickly. You did, you did a rare, you put one up like the other week, didn't you? About, uh, it was a coaster. Yeah. Um, with with five oh, yeah. five different um, animated pictures of a film, and you yep. you posed the question. Well, you you asked everyone what the five films were. Yep. Uh, there's that was the first first in the series that I'm yeah. gonna do. So there's three more coasters to do. I need to look at them and see which one's the hardest. Do, I do, don't think there are any of them are particularly that hard, but we'll uh, we'll keep putting those out there, and yeah. uh, everyone can. Sounds good. Fantastic. Kind of chuck in there as well. Uh, we've got the uh, Gmail email address as well. Yes. We'd love to hear from you from anyone one of the email us. It's uh don't spoil the ending at gmail.com. So yep. send us an email, let you know let us know what you think. Yep. Um do you want to give your personal Yeah, my personal Twitter is at Rubik's Football. Uh anyone on Instagram, Inman360 is my personal one for gig stuff. I go to gigs and drone drone videos. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can be found on Twitter at DSTE Nick. Yep. Um, I'd give out my Instagram, but I don't know. It's Finn, <laughs> and then four numbers. <laughs> if you can, if you can guess them four numbers, you can find me on Twitter. But, but on Instagram, but there's literally no point because I don't post anything. <laughs> and I'm at Taylor1980 as well. Fantastic. Yep. Um, well, that was a good episode, I think, guys. Um, I enjoyed the the film discussion Um, and I guess we'll leave it there yes Um, thanks very much everyone for listening yep cheers and uh, we'll see you next week yep bye bye see you later I've been to Conway I've been to Talaka Tawin I've been to all them places but (laughs) 